Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Hello and welcome to the Rob Rat Podcast. We're back again. We're back. It's another week of podcasts and you're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> welcome along. What's the crack? I'm Rob and this is Rats and we're two fellas from Castlebar, County West. Mayo, in the west coast of Ireland. The waste. And uh, every week we, we do a bit of podcasting and we bring you some interesting, well, what we think is some interesting stuff. Yeah. And we also It's usually very interesting. <laughs> it's seriously really good, yeah. So What uh, are we talking about this week? It's prison escapes. Nice. Just stories about successful prison escapes, and some of them are quite interesting. It got it got me thinking. Um, I got thinking about this because I I saw a thing on um, Chap El Chapo. Oh yeah, yeah. And his one. I always think uh, when I think of prison escapes, I think of the best movie ever, The Shawshank. Like, a lot of them. A, a lot of them. Spoiler here, but like The Shawshank, obviously that's such a classic. Yeah, a lot of great film. films are about prison escapes, and yeah. a lot of them are inspired by true stories, mm. which is some some of the yeah. ones that I have to talk about are coming up in true stories. But um, yeah, so. As I said, we're, we're uh, two lads in the West Vernon podcast, and if you want to have a look at any of this content that we talk about, sometimes we throw stuff up on our Instagram, which is Rob Rat Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, on Twitter, and you can get us on robratpodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you're a first-time listener, you can go back because we have a good library of stuff, and it's kind of something you can listen to any time. Do you know what I mean? It's not Yeah, they're not really... And you can pick any episode. Pick there's no, there's no uh, like... Um, there's no, there's no theme. theme. Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. what are they talking about? I didn't hear episode seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. But yeah, go back. We have a good library of stuff there. You can go back and scroll through, and we've got some good comments on some episodes. There's some fantastic stuff in the library. They're brilliant, yeah. And people, and people have been very good. They've been sharing our stuff on their social media and their stories and stuff and just tagging us in it, and it's yeah, great. We really appreciate it. It helps people. Each week we're getting more listeners and it's due to the fact that people are kind of helping us out and sharing it a bit. So cheers for that, guys. Thanks, guys. Before we get into our story this week, we're going to go to the world-famous Rob Rat News. Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News. Hello and welcome to the news. It's the news. (laughs) Stephen has said that he's going to let me go first this time, which is very nice. He's going to let you go first. Yeah, Yeah, so I am, well... I have Hit a, me with your <laughs> rhythm stick. So news wise, right? I don't know. Have you heard about that? You probably haven't heard about this. But have you seen this? Have you have you heard? So in South Carolina, a mother threw a party for her four-year-old daughter. Seems normal enough, right? Yeah. Her daughter loves Aldi. You know the supermarket Aldi. Aldi in North Carolina. Yeah, I didn't know they had it. So South Carolina. South Carolina. No, I knew that. <laughs> South yeah. Carolina. Yeah, I didn't know they had it either, but they have it. And the daughter apparently loves it. So a mum has thrown an Aldi team birthday <gasps> party for her four-year-old daughter, me, who is apparently obsessed with the supermarket. That's class. Megan Silkington put the party together for her daughter, Sailor, after the younger girl developed a love for the store from a young age. After dubbing it the thing she loved most, Megan made her very own DIY Aldi party, complete with the, state, the store's colours and Aldi team decorations hung around the house. <laughs> It's all to look like Aldi. But like Aldi isn't a very like you know it's not a very inviting shop inside. You know? Ah, but the the middle aisle. Oh yeah. The middle yeah. aisle is mad. You know you go in there and it's all to stuff. Be there, there could be anything in the middle aisle and Aldi. And she apparently the people people are loving it online and it's a uh, it's a cool enough little thing. But she's got just little signs up and then it's like uh, and have you pictures from? I the have party. some stuff. We'll, we'll, we must share them. We'll share them on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a stranger. It's one of the more strange uh, parties that you know. An Aldi. An Aldi team party, yeah. So, like, I don't, the, the woman made up her own signage and then, like, I think she had, like, kind of, like, her daughter's name kind of inside in the signs, you know? But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was kind of somewhat interesting and stuff. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one. <laughs> have you got any stories for yourself this week, Stephen? I do have a story. And it, just give me one moment. Yeah, he's just going to look through into his phone there. He's, he's got loads of stuff. Uh, so, my story this week is, uh, it's kind of, so, 
there was a talk going on on Reddit, and then this story was picked up by a newspaper about they were saying like the worst wedding days, like the biggest disasters. Right. And um, okay, it's meant to be one of your the most important days of your life, so it's only natural that the most brides want attention on them for the day. Unfortunately, unfortunately for one newly married woman, she attracted focus for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> After suffering an unfortunate accident oh, no. right before her first dance. Oh, so discussing the worst re- weddings on re- Reddit, an American uh, bride planner revealed that the newlywed had shit herself <laughs> after after downing some detox shakes to fix some last minute bloating. Oh, no. So she was getting bloating, thought this will help. Oh, and my God. So, so she took like a laxative. Yeah, up to this point, the planner says she had been quite the bride- bridezilla anyway. And yeah, so she the, deserved it. <laughs> the wedding of two fairly wealthy families took place in an, a family's historic barn. As a result, uh, a result of it, she ended up having a drink, I think, and a drink mixed with the stuff. She just shat herself before the first dance, anyway. And the bride, uh, the bride planner, had to kind of bring her off quietly and try and clean her. Hose her down. She said it was awful, a mess altogether. She had to actually cut the inside lining and the dress <laughs> altogether. And said the groom was a bit suspicious, but they didn't get in the... The smell. It was fairly <laughs> smelly, yeah. But that's a shitty wedding, huh? Oh, wow, yeah. But good enough for her if she was a bit of a bitch. If she was a bit of a bitch, yeah. yeah. Good enough for her, yeah. Uh, do you remember before you were talking about uh, Pika syndrome? Yeah. What is that again? Can you remember what I it is? I can <laughs> Do you remember talking about it? I don't. So do you remember Pika syndrome is a syndrome, you said it to me, do you know what Pika, you're, you're full of yourself, so, do you know what Pika syndrome is, Robin? I said, no, I don't. But now you, you told me what it was. Do you remember the woman who was eating the talcum powder? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. Pika syndrome is when you eat like strange things that most people don't normally eat, you become obsessed with doing it. So there was a mother of five whose name is Adele Edwards and she's from Florida and she's addictive to eating stuff. But the thing she's addicted to eating is household items such as elastic bands and rubbers. But her biggest weakness is snacking on her couch. She loves to eat the contents oh, of her couch, right? Like the in- so the, like, you know, the yellow kind of uh, polyester stuffing that goes into the cushions. She likes to take them apart and eat them. So over her lifetime, she's consumed almost 16 stone worth of cushions. So like, I don't know how many couches that is because it doesn't say, but she's eaten. What? She's had to, like they've had to replace the couch in the house a couple of times because she keeps eating all the cushions out of the house. Uh, once again, it's Florida. So it's, it's, it's been something that we've noticed a lot. There's kind of some weirdos in Florida. But the oh, woman, yeah. Is she from Florida? She's from Florida. Yeah. Adele say, Edwards. I was just going to say, could we do an episode without a Florida story? Yeah. Well, so we the, managed it last week. The, the doctors have warned that the 30 year old mum that her addiction could kill her, but she just Jesus. can't stop herself. So like, she's, oh yeah, they, like, I suppose that it's a mental disorder, like. Yeah, she's been taken to hospital a couple of times to take, uh, take chunks of foam out of oh, her intestines. God, yeah. oh, God, <laughs> She said, I was 10 years old when I was first introduced to cushions. At first I thought it was strange, but after sucking on it for a while, I came to really like the texture. Well, I told you then about me eating paper in school. Yeah. And like, you didn't do that. No, I didn't, no. no. I'm sure a good few people have. I'm going to put up a poll. And on see, Instagram to see did you ever eat paper when you were but in you had said before and I thought maybe like making a spitball but you said pages like you were reading copy books yeah like the corner of a page yeah. not a full <laughs> page, <laughs> page. <laughs> oh yeah there's nothing in that nothing written on that corner I might as well eat it <laughs> sorry go buy someone in the library so are you planning on eating that or can... <laughs> no like I wasn't eating full pages but bits of pages and I, said, I don't know why you was eating them do you know what I kind of have it in your mouth first and then it kind of melts like um Holy Communion. <laughs> and then, you know, it's very similar. Well, this is kind of like the crack she's saying, right? The woman I, said... I'm, I'm actually going to the Mass and the priest runs out all the goodies just to the pages. Body of Christ. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Little yellow post-its that you wrote, yeah. 
So she said at first it was strange, but after sucking it for a while, I came to really like the texture. She said from that point on, I began eating cushions quite regularly and would frequently swallow chunks as though they were candy floss. She said it sounds strange, but foam tasted like sweets to me. Yeah, that is mad. I'd, ha- I'd hate to see her having that cut out of her, like, but anyway. Yeah, they had to get it. What are they at? Like eating coal and firelighters and everything. Oh, I don't know. Women. <laughs> did you ever taste your own poo? <laughs> no, I did not. I know. I just wanted to ask you to see how you'd react. I never have either. Right, okay. <laughs> I know some people drink their own urine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I haven't. No, I know people do. There's a fighter, yeah. uh, Leota Machida. He's a child. Can I just say though, if I was to drink it, I'd I'd let, I'd let it cool first. I wouldn't like to drink it warm. Right, you put it in the fridge. Yeah, I would cool it down. Right, and maybe put two or three spoons of sugar in it. Right. Do you know? I'm just saying, if I had to. Yeah. If you. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to, yes. Yeah, if I was stuck on a desert island, well, you wouldn't be able to cool it down then. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, Bear or you could have it when it comes out warm. Add a bit of milk to it. Yeah. Sugar, yeah. If you got milk, why are you drinking piss? <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just can I just have the milk without the piss in it, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Pear Grylls does that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Drinks drinks his own, or and yeah, he drinks his own just to show that, like, if you're stuck on an island somewhere or something. Like, if you're stuck on an island, you can always drink piss. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He does it. Like, ah, yeah, Pear Grylls. Like, remember he was in Ireland. Do you know there. what I've? Yeah, I think we talked about yeah. that before. But do you know what I've noticed, right? And I was in Dublin recently. <laughs> North Face, you know the brand, North yeah, Face. Yeah. You know, they're like, I would have associated that years ago with people who were like going off on an adventure, like Bear Grylls, hiking yeah, yeah. and all stuff. Now everyone's wearing it. Yeah. It's like everywhere. Like there's, you know, like... And they're expensive, brand. They're feckin' expensive, but everybody's just wearing it. And there's people going, I'm like, how the feck are you? Where did you get that from? Yeah. So there must be some fake North Face going around the place. Oh, there, you can get fake ones, yeah. Can you? You can. Right, yeah. well, that, that clears that up. So yeah. anyway... So a male baboon, a baboon uh, escapes Australian medical facility with two wives before his vasectomy. So a male baboon and his two wives. So baboons, like I don't know, they're like they're bang a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poly, polyamorous, polyamorous. Yeah. So the trio got loose after they were brought being brought to the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital in Sydney, and they ran out in the parking lot. So basically, the 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 baboon uh, was like it'd be a fifteen year old male. He'd had loads of children. And he was in a zoo in Sydney, and they were going to bring him in there to give him a vasectomy to stop him having many more kids because he's flying them out. And they brought the two women with him, the two wives with him, to kind of keep him calm on the journey. <laughs> but he escaped and went into the parking lot and was kind of running away because obviously he knew what was going on here. Yeah. And he started, you know, cutting out his penis. penis. But um, they eventually got him back. And I think, I don't know if they actually gave him the vasectomy in the end, but he escaped. There was a video online of him uh, just running out of the facility and out in the car park and people chasing after him. Oh, do you have that video? Yeah, these oh, three nice. baboons. We'll so I'll stick them up as well. So apparently the, the the people are giving out online as well because some of these animals have been used for medical testing and stuff. But they said he wasn't going there for medical testing. They were just generally going in there to give him a vasectomy. But obviously oh, the old yeah. baboon wasn't too happy about it and uh, he did a legger. So he was running around the car park. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. I, I think they probably did end up getting a vasectomy in the end. Speaking of pee, actually, we're talking about wee yeah. as well. This is And this is related to... I know what you're thinking. If instead of drinking it, you could put a lollipop stick in it and put it in the freezer and no. have a nice lollipop. Well, no, I wasn't. I was thinking of the only time you would want to drink your pee is is if... Remember you were talking about a fella before who had autobrewery syndrome and he was getting himself drunk all the yeah, time eating bread. Yeah, yeah. There is a woman whose bladder has autobrewery syndrome that and she pees of, out yeah, alcohol. There's a type of yeast in she, her... In her in the in same it. yeast that they use for making like IPA it's beers. In her, it's in her, in, in her bladder, bladder. And bladder. she's peeing out alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Because she was trying to get some tests on. They said, we can't do it while you're... Yeah, so she's the first person to, uh, to actually urinate alcohol. So she's Ur- not. She's urinary or auto brewery syndrome. Yeah, isn't that yeah. mad? It's so basically, she's creating like 
alcohol inside in her bladder and then peeing it out. Now, she didn't know that she was doing this for a while because she was failing tests They were trying to give her like some sort of, she was going for some sort of procedure and she had to be like no alcohol for you. And every she time she, charged, did, like, every time she did every time she did a piss test, she was yeah. pissing alcohol. And they were like, what? She goes, I, I'm not drinking like, you know. Six euro for a nag and a piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> six euro, yes. I like, but it's six euro for a nag and a vodka, is it not? Why would you yeah. be buying the piss? Well, it has to be much cheaper like. Oh, I suppose, yeah. To get a discount. So it's Unless two, it was nice. Two fifty for Unless it was nice, you know, like, because I'd never had it. Would you? Okay, if she was here now and she was pissing alcohol, would you taste it? Oh, no. Would but it depends how much you drink. If you were drunk, I'd uh, Maybe. But I you might do a okay, shot. I'd do a shot. <laughs> if, if you're doing a shot. I'd, I'd do a yeah. shot, but I'd well, have to. Okay, what would you rather, if you had to do one of them, eat a tub of breast milk ice cream? Yeah. Or uh, do a shot of that oh, one's piss. Oh, man, a tub is a lot, though. I do a shot of piss. Yeah. I'd like it to be cold, though. Because so, you heard of that women making ice cream out of their breast milk? No, for who? They were doing it. There was some woman who was on... I saw it on Facebook or who? somewhere like that. <laughs> who, who's that? Who is she? <laughs> who is yeah, she? Yeah, someone was doing it anyway. Uh, I was walking... And uh, I know we're talking, we're, talk- <laughs> we're talking in the last episode about stuff we've watched on uh, Netflix and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so I was, I actually watched a program, um, and it was on Sky. But I think it's, a, you know, Tim Minchin. No, he's like a long-haired kind of guy. I think he does a bit of comedy. He's an Australian guy. He plays the piano and stuff. Oh yeah, he was in Black Books. Is that the guy? No, that's oh, Bill Bailey. Oh, Bill Bailey. Yes. Yeah, but he's quite good. There's a, a film, a TV series called Upright, and it's uh it's like a about this guy who's traveling across America, and he's got some kids. It's a travel him. show, is it? No, it's a, it's a TV like it's a, a like, it's a drama thing, but it's quite good. It's quite good. Oh, I actually quite enjoyed upright. it. Upright. Yeah, Upright. So if you're looking for something uh, to watch, but it's not on, it's not on Netflix. So okay, if you have okay. to try and find it. Uh, legally, uh, legally. Narcos is back on Netflix. Yeah, I, I stopped after season. I don't think I watched. Season I haven't yet. the Mexico. I watched the last Mexican one, but I haven't seen this one yet. I just saw that it's up I, there. I, I, I like the first one. I like the first season with. Uh, My only issue is things with subtitles like that. I have a ten, I think I spoke about it before. And I have a tendency with watching telly and next thing I take out my phone. And if you're watching something with subtitles, you can't even be listening in. You need to be paying. You need to be really clued in. Yeah, like. I don't take my phone out at all when I'm watching anything because, like, I just don't. Right. It's but annoying, I know. It is. Mean, it's annoying, but I can't. I just do it. And then the next thing I'm going, what have I done? I've yeah, got my phone yeah. in my hand. Yeah, especially during a film. It's awful annoying if someone does that. Yeah. So I've I found some stuff on Netflix that, like, I probably think I'm too old to be watching it, but I still watch it anyway, and Kid it's kind of good. No, but, like, have you seen Sex Education? I know, but I, kinda, I heard it's good. You it know, is good, but it's kind of like they're t- it's they're teenagers. Yeah, yeah, you know. so, but it doesn't matter. You can watch it. Yeah, but that actually was quite good, and I didn't think yeah. it would be good, but it actually was very but good. But it's because you learned something, or no? It's just because they're all <laughs> kind of like kids in it. They're like ah, yeah. they're they're like sixteen and seventeen yeah. in it. But like I was thinking, you know, but like it actually was quite good. It's yeah. quite a good show. They're, it's well acted. Uh, what else with the uh, sex education? The thing called Cheer. Have you seen that? Cheers. Yeah, Cheer. It's about the cheerleaders. Oh. It's not oh. very good. I didn't really like it. Have you seen? That there's one about glow, the women are wrestling. Yeah, I saw that before. That I actually enjoyed Someone it. Someone told me that was good. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought it was quite good. There was a thing as well. I was gonna, I was gonna use it in the news. There, I think we're still in the news, are we? Yeah, we are still. But I don't have the the audio clip of it. But you might be able to find it yeah, and put yeah. it up. It's quite funny. There's a woman. And she was getting up to go do a school run. Did you hear about this? No. So she got into her car and she drove to the school and then she realised she had forgot to bring the kids with her. Right. So she made like a little Facebook post or a video and put it up online. She goes, oh my God, I forgot to bring my kids. But like, it's like, she was such in a hurry. She got in every morning. She gets up and does a school run. But she left without the kids. And she do you know what? We'll, we'll stick on the video there for people to hear her. Yeah, we? we'll stick it on there yeah. now. Kids are not in the car. I'm driving to school without my kids. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm taking the kids to school and I don't even have him in the car. <laughs> 
You went all the way to the So that was the that was the that video. Was the that yeah, was it God, how do you forget your kids? I don't know, yeah, but I I don't know. It was kind of funny enough. I just thought it was something that maybe uh, it might be interesting to talk about. That is mad. I suppose though, yeah, the mornings can be mad with kids, but I never forget them to put them in the car because I'm yeah. usually excited to get rid of them for the day. Yeah, and I saw kids going into school there recently, and it was girls going in. And what are you even watching? <laughs> girls? No, no, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> and they're wearing school ties, right? Oh, okay. Why are they wearing ties? Never out when a girl finishes school, she never wears a tie again. I understand putting them on boys, but why are girls made to wear ties? Why did they not wear a tie years ago? No, but no, what I mean, once they finish school, they don't wear them again. Men go to a wedding, put on a tie, go to an interview, put on a tie. Women don't wear ties, like, why oh, are they wearing them when they're in kids? In their uniform, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Is that not weird enough? No, I just wonder why you're watching them. <laughs> I saw that the one time. Oh, just, or, or Kelly here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. No, but uh, yeah, so no, I don't know why they wear them. That's all. Oh, that's fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's. This is so awkward. <laughs> that was the news. <laughs> Rob and Rat's weird and wonderful news. So that was the news. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, right. So on today's show, <laughs> on today's show. Brilliant. We're talking about prison escapes, okay? Prison escapes. Prison escapes. So we start with um, the man whose crimes earned him the infamous public enemy number one by the FBI. You probably you may have seen the film about the gangster John Dillinger. I've heard of it. Johnny I've Depp. Heard of him, Johnny Depp played him in the film. I didn't see it. Right. So this is going back a bit now. So it's March third, nineteen thirty four. So John Dillinger was a bank robber and a murderer, and he escaped jail twice. He initially escaped from jail in Ohio. Ohio with the help of eight of his friends and they just got him out and he went and a lot of people need help don't they it's not something you can just yeah you're going to see with all yeah. these stories of generally people uh, it's no yeah. one does it on their own yeah. right? so then during the, he was captured again and he was taken to the Lake County Jail um, in Crown Point and this is where he was described as having so it was supposed to be uh, escape proof and you can't get out right however in the now famous tale Dillinger escaped from the jail with a fake gun so there's still a debate about what the gun was made from, uh, but people are saying that it was a wooden gun and it was painted black with shoe polish and guards were fooled by the gun and allowed John Dillinger to, to leave the prison. Oh, he, really? So he thought they were all thought they were being held up. So while on the run, then he made the most of his time and got a few more robberies under his belt before being killed in a shootout with the FBI a few months later in July. Jeez, he sounds cool, like, do you know? Oh, he's a real gangster. It's actually a good film, uh, Johnny Depp. What's it called again? His name is John Dillinger. I don't know what the name Johnny is. Johnny Depp movie. Oh, yeah. it, no, it's because it's named after him. So, Public Enemy. Public Enemy. Public, okay. Public Enemy, yeah. It's Let's a good good it film. It's yeah. a good film. But, uh, yeah, so he just painted a thing. He made a fake gun and you got out of there. But back in 1930, maybe they wouldn't have been as savvy to yeah. fake things. I don't know. Possibly. Next one, uh, we're going 1962. And it's another extraordinary tale that was made into a film. This one with Clint Eastwood. So, it's uh, Alcatraz. Oh, so yeah, Alcatraz—it's it's such a cool prison. Have you been there? No, I haven't. But I admit, like my father was there, and I've seen pictures. But I just love San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah, yeah. It so, looks really cool. Like so, Alcatraz was a maximum security federal prison located on the island of San Francisco, surrounded by water. It was deemed inescapable, but that all changed on June 11, 1962, when Frank Lee Morris, John Anglin, and Clarence Anglin escaped by digging a tunnel through a concrete wall using a spoon. To buy time, they created paper mache dummies outfitted from the prison barbershop with hair and they laid the decoys in the bed and the prisoners went 
via the water. So they went into the water in a boat they'd made from 50 stolen raincoats. God, they actually, they put dummies in their beds. Yeah. That's cool. Put dummies in their beds and they put With hair. So they went to the barber shop and they picked up fake hair. The paper, paper mache dummies put them in the bed. But like, then, where did they store these before they went? Yeah, maybe like, under the bed. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> I don't, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And then they made, so they used a spoon though to dig a tunnel. So yeah, how long would that was taken? I don't know. Crap with them all is like. Yeah, but yeah, maybe because they're on the it's built on an island. Maybe it's quite damp there or something. I don't know. If anyone has the time and you've got a spoon there and a shed wall, that you see don't how care long about, it takes to start drinking. Have yeah. a take there and let us know. Yeah, and then they made a boat out of fifty stolen raincoats. Their escape was 50 not noticed. Stolen raincoats. Yeah. they made a boat out of it. Yeah, how do you make a boat out of raincoats? I, maybe it's, I'd imagine that they try and make them like they, if you get them all together and like kind of blow air into them and make them inflatable, tie the arms and t- you know maybe. I don't know, to be honest, how they did yeah. it, but they did it. <laughs> <laughs> Their escape was not noticed by prison guards on the next morning. And at the time the search began, the men were never heard from again. The FBI and Alcatraz jail officially said to this day that the three men drowned in the water. But they could have, could they? But they don't know whether this is true or not. There's been some speculation that the three men escaped and moved to Brazil. A letter was submitted to the police in 2013 claiming to be from John Anglin. It claimed that all three had successfully escaped and he was the only one still remaining alive at the age of 83. The FBI stated that the fingerprint and DNA evidence was inconclusive and the authenticity of the letter could not be positively concluded. In 2016, a photo was revealed that allegedly showed two brothers in Brazil 13 years after their disappearance. But yet again, they haven't confirmed it. So they're saying, though, that's not them, but they never found any bodies. Yeah. So they're saying that there's no way you can escape from this prison. So Yeah, but like, I can imagine it'd be hard enough to find bodies in that water, would it not? Or would yeah, it? I don't, I've never been to San Francisco. Yeah. I've never yeah. been. People do listen to us in San Francisco. I looked at yeah, the stats no, before. Have, yeah, yeah. If uh, you're from San Francisco, actually, if you're from San Francisco, if you're from San Francisco and you know anything about that story and you have a bit more information, send it on to robratpodcast.gmail.com yeah. if you don't mind. We'd love uh, to hear a bit more great. about it. Uh, San Francisco speaking did you ever see I think I talked about this before just to bring the tone down again go on uh, yeah because you're pretty good at that The Bridge the documentary The Bridge is it about suicide yeah it's on Netflix have you seen it no it's actually really good uh, good look it's interesting like the, the suicide is something that happens but like people it's about people that throw themselves off the San Francisco y- Bridge is this right? about a guy who survived it no uh, well he's in it yeah but it, it's about families of people who do but you know what's mad about it right watching the documentary like I found shocking about it, right? They're watching it at the start and it's showing the bridge and it's giving you the stats and that. And it's, as well, it's showing the bridge, I guess, as you've seen the documentary, it's showing it now. Yeah. And you just see people walking up and down the bridge and cars and whatnot and it's saying what. And then as you're watching this video, a guy just stands on the ledge and jumps off. No way. But what it is, it obviously it's a really good camera, but it just must be camera that's there the whole time. And okay. it just captured people are, doing it, people are doing it the whole time, right? A lot, yeah. Jesus, mad. But like, it's mad. But seeing the footage is kind of, it's really shocking, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a good documentary. Look, it's not a happy documentary. I'm not saying it is. Yep. But check it out. What's it called? The Bridge? The Bridge. Is it on Netflix? Uh, I think it is, yeah. If it's not, you'll find it somewhere else. Legally. Legally. Legally, or whatever yeah. way you do it, you know. Yeah. You'll end up in prison and you'll have to escape if you get caught downloading it illegally. Yeah, you'll have to lift this podcast. My <laughs> ideas. Uh, so the next one. Someone could be listening to this in prison. Have you seen... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Can you Possibly. listen to things in prison? I'd say so. They say they have a library. Oh, yeah? Or, yeah. Or are we in the library? Well, like, if you have a library in prison, you can go online. If you can okay. go online... Okay. Probably on. people have phones and all that. Yeah. And you have a lot of time we to are wait. You have a lot of time to waste. We are, so. I have to say, we are on YouTube as well, but, like, 
I haven't been as like YouTube isn't. It'll take a while to update YouTube because yeah. we haven't. The YouTube is a bit late. Yeah. So there's no video. It's just ticking up the audio oh, on YouTube. Yeah, audio yeah. on YouTube. Sometimes you can't get to the other thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so in another turned Hollywood classic, Frank Abagnale. Uh, so that's your man from Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah, With yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. So Frank was a notorious fraudster and imposter, and the movie Catch Me If You Can Did is based on that. Prison? He escaped prison, yeah. So Frank started committing crimes as young as 15. He was very smart. And he escaped prison twice. The first time he was being deported to the US, uh, Frank escaped off a British airplane at JFK, and he got, he got away. He was eventually recaptured uh, in April 1971, at which point he made another escape. In April 1971, Frank used his wits to trick the guards into aiding his escape. Right, this is it. like he's, he was very smart. And That's very what I think. Like, and even in that film, look, I can't even remember the film, but like for him to be such a successful con man, you really have to know how to manipulate people. Oh yeah, and just he and just people just made he made them believe. Like this is yeah. the, like how he did it. Right, is at at the time in the US, many prisons were being inspected by federal workers for civil rights issues to see how prisoners are being treated and all this sort of stuff. Right. So Frank seized the opportunity to manipulate the prison guards into believing he was an undercover inspector posing as a prisoner for a review. So he spent weeks building up the story. He used an accomplice on the outside to further convince the guards by forging a fake FBI business card that identified him as an officer. So basically, the guards gave him special treatment thinking they were helping the prison pass the inspection with flying colours and eventually he walked right out of the prison. The guards allowed him to do it thinking that they had fooled him into saying that they were great guys. So the prisons were under inspection and Frank was saying, I'm actually an FBI inspector. I'm here to check what the prison is like. And he kind of told some. So of the over the course of weeks, he was like, he, he can't was telling the story. Of, don't he told one guard, and then they told someone yeah, else, yeah. and then they were like, shit, that guy's actually the FBI. Treat him really well, yeah, yeah. And then he's going to give us a good mark because their what, prison was if under he review. Was inspecting them, like the higher ups could know that he was an inspector. Yeah. So, so he's like, you know, a mystery chopper, you know, yeah, when they come yeah, in that type of stuff. Brilliant. So eventually, he walked right out of the prison, and he was on the run for another two months before being rearrested. But the PR damage was done because the Tory got out, and people were like, that class. That because, is because so it's like he was a con man, and he did do a lot of, but people seemed to kind of like him. Yeah, Do you know, even so. though he conned yeah, a lot of people, he, like yeah. he's just got that likability factor to him. But I think that is kind of a smart. But you got to have balls to do that, don't you? Even just to like, there's a good show. I always go on about documentaries and TV shows, but a TV series. Do you ever hear a Sixty Days In? Yeah, I think you were telling it's, me this before. It's good, yeah. It's where they get members of the public who volunteer to. It's a going to now, prison. Now the first series was really good because obviously now it's gotten very popular. But the first series when it was done first, you know, they get ten people and they go undercover in prisons just as prisoners. But it's it's interesting to see like they're literally the cops don't. The only person that knows is the the head of the prison and I think um, one prison official or something like none of the COs, correction officers know. And so how are they really videoing it all? Just on CCTV? See, they, what they say no, but there's guys at the time they're doing a documentary film, so sometimes they pull them out for oh, different ones out okay. for questioning. Okay. But and then they're just using the CCTV from the prison, right. so it's not like you know. Yeah, but it's good. It's worth checking mm. out. Right, ca- carry on. So this next <laughs> one is about. Uh, so in 1986, Michael Vower and his wife used fruits in an elaborate escape plan. Fruits. Fruits. Yeah. Michael's wife Nadine took a helicopter took helicopter lessons prior to the escape, and then Michael used nectarines that were painted like gr- grenades to force his way onto the roof of the prison. From there, his wife picked him up in a helicopter, and they landed in a football field. So she just like he said he, he had a load of fruit like uh, painted like grenades. That's hilarious. So they, it was like the your man with the gun. Yeah, well. and they just thought. And this, but this is 1986. Like, yeah, <laughs> this isn't that long. Ago. No, uh, and they like so he's like I've got a load of grenades and he got up on the roof and then his wife had been getting helicopter lessons and she went down and picked him up. I suppose there's then that part of the people going. 
I don't want to chance it if they're like. Well, that's it. Yeah, he's got grenades. This is, I'm not risking my job yeah, here. What like, if he does have risking yeah. my life? What yeah. if he does have grenades? Yeah. So, so his, but his, his wife was caught and arrested, and Michael was shot, uh, but he survived after a failed robbery attempt. Then going forward, so uh, they went back. He went back to prison, and she went. That's back it, to prison. though. As well, if you do escape from prison, it's awful hard to kind of stay out of prison. No, but like, <laughs> yeah, but like, even start a normal life or get a job or you know. Yeah, well, that's it. Like you're out in the run, and you're kind of like you're, you know, trying what I mean? to get money. You're, yeah. you're a fugitive as well. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to keep shaving your head or doing whatever you're doing. Like, yeah. you know, Have you ever seen the fugitive that film? The yeah. old woman, Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good. quite good. It is quite All good. I remember is that scene where he jumps off the dam. He's just on the run, and isn't he? He's in, remember, he's in a bathroom somewhere. Like, shit. if you remember, did you ever watch Scrubs, the TV show Scrubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, the, yeah. the janitor at Scrubs? Yes, yeah. Remember the fugitive and the janitor? There was an episode where JD is at home watching the fugitive with what's his face. I don't know their names. The actor in The Fugitive is oh he was Harrison Ford. Han Solo, yeah. So basically, JD is one of, JD is watching The Fugitive, right? And the janitor, obviously, the janitor in Scrubs is an actor. Yes, that actor was also in The Fugitive. Oh, was he? As the cop when he's about to jump off the dam. So when JD is watching it, he's like janitor, and then <laughs> they kind of that's very good. They tie it into like he's like yeah, yeah, it was yeah. An actor I used to quite like that show. Oh, ago. I love Turk, it. Turk, Turk, yeah, Turk, yeah. Turkleton. Yeah, and his wife was a hot a Dr. Nurse. Cox, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was quite good, oh, actually. Oh, yeah. very good, Scrubs. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, so, in another escape that sounds unbelievable, three inmates escaped in the UK by memorising the outline of a key. So, the inmates, Andrew Roger, Keith Rose and Matthew Williams, worked in the prison's sheet metal shop and made all the necessary tools for their escape in the shop. They memorised the guard's master key outline. So, they were able to remember so what looked, Yeah, and they made it. They made a replica that essentially allowed them to go and open any door in the prison and they escaped. God, how did they get their hands on it? Or was it just no, they just, they looked at, at it. it. They were looking at it and they just, they, obviously they were quite good at their job. And they but were they could practice anyway. Obviously they could get a bit of metal. Yeah, keep doing it and seeing go to a lock it. and it worked. But they, they had the general outline of it and they made the key and that was the one, that, like the master key and they were able to get through all the locks. They also made a 25 foot steel ladder and a homemade gun. But they were caught four days later trying to map out a plan to steal a plane. Was this in England? It's in England in 1995. Jeez, not long ago. Yeah, and I didn't hear Very about that. Very smart. Isn't it? It's quite yeah. good, yeah. So this one uh, is in France. So a French robber and convicted murderer, Pascal, Pascal Payet, Payet, Pascal Payet. He had uh, three successful prison escapes under his belt and uh, he's internationally renownedly known for this, even though I hadn't written, known of him until yeah, I yeah, read this. But anyway... Yeah. But uh, he escaped a French villa prison by having his friends collect him from the roof of a prison in a hijacked helicopter. He then returned to prison via helicopter in 2003 and helped three more prisoners escape. Friends of his, obviously. Yeah, and in 2005, he was sentenced to 30 years for the murder of a guard that occurred during a, car, a carjacking in 1997. And he's only in jail for a short time before deciding to escape again. He arranged for his friends to hijack a helicopter, take a pilot hostage and force and go into the prison and try and get him. He was waiting on the roof. He was uh, so he was he escaped then as well, and he was eventually recaptured in Spain. But the three times he got escaped with a helicopter. See, you wonder as well, like how many prisoners are in prison, like for a lot, and think I need to try and escape. Oh, it's, like, if I was in prison, I'd be trying to get out the whole time. Yeah, because it depends how long you're in there. But like, if yeah. you someone, if you get thirty years, and you're like, you know what I mean, day one, you're going, this is crap. Yeah, this is really, oh, I don't like this. This isn't good, like, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, do you know. But it'd be worse, like, if you were innocent or something. I suppose a lot of these are actually guilty and they don't care. But, like, you know, it'd be worse. Do you remember that was a film prison, prison break? I never really liked a it. TV P- show, people got it? into it. Yeah, a TV show. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't that into it either. No. 
So this is one that this is the story that got me thinking about prison breaks in the first place. So it's your man El, El Chapo. Oh, Chapo. So Joaquin Gomez Loer, also known as El Chapo, El Chapo, who was a Mexican drug lord and a former leader of the Sinola cartel. This is not long ago either. His ones. He had two of them, right? So he escaped prison twice. His first escape occurred in two thousand and one. And uh, he was arrested on drug charges and he, he literally, what he did is he was in the prison and he pr- pretty much had bribed everybody in the prison to get him out of the prison. <laughs> so he had them all, pr- he ended up spending two and a half million dollars to bribe everyone to get him out. So they put him into like a, like a laundry basket and just like scooted him out the door and he got out and got away. Right, uh, he's big into tunnels. Uh, he got caught then again. The, yeah, he got the caught. Shower, was it? Yeah, but he got caught. He used to. He'd been in Tijuana, which is on the border with uh, in, from Mexico to America, and he had tunnels going under Tijuana into Mexico into into America to bring drugs through. He's mad for tunnels because yeah, there's a lot yeah. of tunnels going on. But in 2014, anyway, he was re he was rearrested, and 17 months later, he escaped again. This time, gaining a lot of media attention, he escaped through a, a mile-long tunnel built under the showers of a maximum security prison. Can't you see footage of that? There's yeah, yeah, there's stuff of it. There's pictures of it. But like, so it's a kilometer and a half long this tunnel, right? But he got his, all his mates in to do it. So he owned some property around the area, or bought some property in the area, yeah. and it was like they had a house and they dug down through the full ore of the house into the ground and a big feckin' tunnel like a wide tunnel and yeah. everything and they put tracks on it and everything because what they put like a like a, a single kind of train track right up to the to edge to get them quick they put a motorbike onto the track and they used to scoot that back up and down getting rid of all the the rubble that they were collecting yeah. but they had like it was ventilated there was lighting there was everything under there and eventually then on one of the nights he was like went in, there was like one blind spot which was where a shower was and he went in there and then after 20 minutes they were like where the feck has he gone you know and he yeah, was gone yeah. he was gone on the but bike it's amazing how they knew to dig right under where the shower was he apparently uh, he, someone had smuggled in a smartwatch okay and they were able to get the coordinates oh, of the smartwatch so and cool. they were following it so they could see exactly They knew the exactly where they were going. Not yeah, mad. That's so cool. They were using the technology that's to really get it. Other prisoners had, co- d- had complained about the noise of like banging and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. That is so cool, I think. I don't Remember know how long they spent doing it, but there was a good while that they were digging and all that sort of stuff. But there was like lighting, ventilation and a modified motorcycle on tracks that was used. So he got on that and he just flew off. Now they got him again. And now he's in some state of the art. He's in America. Uh, he won't go. He's in America now. These other ones are in Mexico, but he's in America now in some like high... Um, yeah, yeah. Do, you know what, do, you know what, do you know what they call... And I found it funny. Do you know what they call uh, like the really high level maximum security prisons? What? Supermax. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> the people in Ireland will get that. In America, you don't get it. We've got like one of our big food chains here is called Supermax. You've Super got like Wendy's and Yeah, we've got Supermax. They, do, they do a good snack box, which is chicken and, and chips. It's like an Irish version of McDonald's. Because it's not anywhere outside of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. They had some argument actually with the man from McDonald's because they've got their own Mac burger as well. Yeah, but they got Super to keep Max. it because Mac- yeah. Super Max was here before McDonald's was in Ireland. Um, speaking of McDonald's there quickly, another very good documentary I've been watching. I don't think I told you about Macmillions. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, no. Macmillions are very good. It's uh, about, you know Monopoly, uh, they run the Monopoly game and where you peel off the thing and you get yeah, like Mac Monopoly, Monopoly or whatever. cards. Yeah. And like some of them would be like win a speaker, some of them would be win that. So in America, years ago, they used to run the Monopoly game. So you could pick off and you might get boardwalk and, and you could collect them all and get the board and right. win a prize. But then some of them are like instant winners. You'd win 100,000 and there was even a million one. Okay. So you'd literally go in and get your chips and Big Mac, peel off and you could have a million dollars. Yeah, I think and I won a coffee before. Yeah, well, yeah. that's not as good. Like, no. But no, but what they figured out was the FBI started looking into it. 
that there was all these similarities between the winners of the big money and then they figured out that it was being fixed and then how it was being rigged. I won't spoil no it way. for people, oh, cool, yeah. but it's a HBO documentary. It's very good. Macmillions. Yeah. It's worth watching. Because right. I actually think I said it on the podcast before, there was a guy who got arrested and they found a load of, um, you know the way you can collect loads of coffee things? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had yeah, loads of, he had the of them printed off in his boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking on prison breaks, but remember we did that story a while, good while back in an episode where the guy dressed up as his daughter. Yeah, and there's another one, right? And I read it here and I'm wondering, is it something similar? Because yeah, I'll get to it now in a minute because there's another, we'll come to it. So there was, this one is in September 2012 and is South Korea. Uh, there was a guy, so a guy called Chow, and he was a yoga pr- practitioner of 23 years. So he's really good at his old yoga, right? Yeah. And five days after being arrested, he squeezed through a food slot that was only 5.9 inches tall and 17.7 inches wide. So it's not very big at all. It's big enough to put a tray through for feeding a prisoner. Yeah. And he was able to squeeze his entire body through it and oh, took him 34 Jesus seconds. Christ. And he earned, he earned the nickname of the Korean Houdini. Yeah. And uh, but he's caught six days later as well. But he's able to get his t- manipulated body oh, and get it right wrong. through. Isn't that mad? Imagine he got stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, uh, there's another one. So David Sweat, what an unfortunate Sweat. second name. Yeah, and Richard you Matt, sweaty fuck. <laughs> two prisoners from the Clinton Correctional Facility, spent months planning their escape. Both inmates worked in the privileged section area of the prisoner in the prison, including the kitchen, which gave them access to tools. When they walked around the prison field, the duo realised that a speed bump in the field was actually a pipe that they could crawl through to escape. Richard uh, established a relationship with a prison tailor whose name was Joyce Mitchell and convinced her to sneak in hacksaw blades in frozen hamburger meat. So she was bringing in a hacksaw blades from right. So he was, I don't know, he was able to chat up something back yeah, in when yeah. there was a tailor in there. And this allowed them to have the necessary tools to cut through steel walls. They left dummies with Clinton Correctional Facility sweaters in their beds to fool the guards during the nightly check. And they also left a note that said, have a nice day. That's Originally, nice. Joyce, who was the tailor, was supposed to meet them outside the prison walls and further aid their escape with a getaway vehicle. However, Joyce failed to turn up and the pair had to continue on their way. After several days on the run from officials, they were eventually located and a standoff resulted in Sweat being wounded and captured and Matt being shot dead. But the 51-year-old lady, um, Joyce, uh, she was actually married as well. She pleaded guilty to involvement in the escape and was sentenced to a maximum of seven years in prison. So she's in prison now at the moment still. God. And she's been denied parole. But she was obviously chatted up by your man, Sweat. God, you feel bad for him. I, think <laughs> I don't know. I, was it Sweat? I think I've heard about that. You know? Did you? Yeah. yeah. But, they, yeah, but they, they put dummies with the, with the jumpers. That was the good idea. Well, isn't, it? Well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so this is the one I was talking about. So it says a woman's touch. So it, this is 2012, though. Maybe it's a different one. So... Ron, Ronald Silva, a drug trafficker, escaped from a Brazilian prison when his wife came for her weekly visit. She gave her husband the clothes she was wearing and he changed, she changed into a spare outfit she had in her purse. Silva then went to great lengths to shave his arms, legs, apply fake nails, put on a wig, lipstick, heels and <laughs> put on the outfit that his wife had given him. And he's able to walk right past the guards and out onto the street without attracting any attention. However, as he walked towards his friends waiting at a bus stop, a clever cop noticed him struggling to walk in the heels and spotted this, <laughs> spotted that something was not right. And uh, Silva's wife claimed that she, he asked her to bring in the clothes, but she didn't know what they were for. You can see a picture here, and I'll just show you. Look, that's him there. Oh, he doesn't look well that's, at all. But that's not the guy from before. Wasn't there another no. one with a woman with a rubber mask yeah, or something? Yeah, he was dressing up as his daughter. Yeah, I'll, I'll share, share the picture, I'll share the picture here, of this man. here as well. And there's another one then. So in July, July 2017, 12 inmates escaped a jail in Alabama from the Walker County Jail. The prisoners got peanut butter and they smeared it all over a door sign. The sign indicated that the door was, the, was leading to the outside, but they covered it in peanut butter. Obviously, the door was obviously the same color as peanut butter. 
and they asked the guard to open the door for them and he thought it was just a cell door and not a door to the outside. The prisoners then ran out and they scaled the fences. 11 of the 12 prisoners were captured within 12 hours and the next one was captured a few days later in Florida. But the doors with the colour of peanut butter and obviously someone noticed that and said that door says like exit but we'll cover the exit sign in peanut butter and they said to one of the guards then can you open my cell door for me here and he just unlocked it and walked away and then they all fucking legged it out the door. God. Yeah. uh, So uh, I think this is the last story here, right? Go for it. So we got another French gangster and he was serving a 25 year prison sentence in 2010 for a failed robbery that killed a policewoman. So on April 12, 2013, he made his first jailbreak. He used explosives to blast through five prison doors and break free into the northern town of Squidine. And then he he held some hostages during his escape and and he was arrested anyway a a few weeks later. But he was arrested again and he made a second escape. This time he made, he made, he had three masked men hijack a helicopter. There's a lot of helicopters lot of going helicopters, on, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Three masked men hijack a, heli- hijack a helicopter and forced the pilot to land in the prison courtyard. The criminals say, um, then got the pilot, left, one of the, left the pilot unharmed and they took a getaway car. They parked it in a shopping mall and set fire to it and they escaped in a, in a white van. I'm not really sure about that story. Hold on a second now. <laughs> Well, well I don't, it's crazy the lens people. Hold on, what happened there? Sorry, right? What happened was, anyway, he was arrested and he blasted through five doors in a prison okay. and broke out into a town, right? Five doors. And then he took some people hostage. How did he blast through five doors? Though? I don't know where he got explosives. But where, okay. did, he, where did he get explosives inside and the like, prison? And like, where would they hear them? Like, you know, you think you'd hear. I heard an explosion there. I'd be all right. Was that another explosion? It said he I'd held right. fo- he held hostages during his escape to ensure his getaway. Okay. He was arrested a few weeks later. And he was making plans to escape to Israel. So they had him in prison. And then he got his friends to hijack a helicopter. And then they landed in the, pr- in the courtyard. And then they took, took off, off. And then they got a car. And then they parked the car in a shopping mall and set fire to it. And then they escaped in a white van. But they were caught three months later. Everyone who, everyone who got escaped, most people except for the fellas in Alcatraz, uh, got caught. Yeah, again. I wonder are they did though. Because, do you know the guys who sent the messages saying, oh, I'm him. And we yeah, well, it was a good way to go. They're probably match. dead now anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I'd love to know if they did or didn't. Yeah, well, if you're related to the guys from Alcatraz, or if you are those guys who are listening in in your late nineties, if you well, unless you know, some people live to be a hundred. Yeah, um, that was I enjoyed that episode. It was interesting. The Just t- some prison escapes people do, you know. Yeah, the links you go to. I don't think I'd le- I like. I don't think I'd be able to stay in prison. I'd probably oh, try I and escape. But how would you do it? Like if you'd. A helicopter. <laughs> yeah, but you can't just say that, like, you know. <laughs> a drone. Yeah. Get someone to buy, like, a really high-level drone and fly it in and they just hang on to it. And you know what I do? When one of the guards walk past the cell, I'm like, here, I need to tell you something. Like, can I tell you outside for a second? I'll leg it off. And, like, can I tell you outside the prison? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you? It's, real, it's a secret. Can I bring me outside and tell you? <laughs> Good luck! <laughs> I think if you sound enough in Ireland they probably don't have guns here either the guard, if the, for people who are listening to American stuff the police, people find this strange to believe but actually the, the police in Ireland do not carry guns yeah uh, so I don't know in prison and they? the guards can be quite silly in Ireland and we haven't got actually we'll play this again as well right um, so quite well, silly. there was one stage in Ireland where someone rang the town we and oh, Robert yes, live yes. in the town we live in is Castle Bar yep. and the the neighbouring town would be Westport. So someone, some genius, rang the Castlebar Garda station on their mobile phone yep. and the other person rang the Westport Garda station and they put the phone together and it created this magic prank. This is funny, gone. yeah. Listen Here to this. Here it is. Oh, Westport Garda station? No, Castlebar Garda station. No, you're on to Westport Garda station. No, this is Castlebar here, Castlebar Garda station. All right. Yeah, who's this speaking? This is Michael Tracy in Westport. Well, Mick, what are you ringing here for? This is Captain Bauer. We didn't ring you at all. Well, 
I didn't ring. I picked up the phone and it rang here. And I picked up the phone because it rang here. Jesus Christ. So what's happening? I don't know what's happening. There must be a meteorite hit the line. Something must have done it anyway. Well, we're all right here. Are you all right there? That's bad. None of us want each other, so. No, that's fine. Talk to me. All right, goodbye. Bye. So, yeah. so that was the result of two guards. Yeah, they two guard stations, police stations. Basically, it was one guy with two phones. And yeah, putting them back face to face. It was very funny, though, wasn't it? That was a long time ago, wasn't yeah. it? I remember hearing that. Like, that was like, the pranks were a big deal years yeah. ago. One of our friends, Mark Jennings, used to do great prank phone calls. Oh, yeah. really good ones, really good. Might feature some of them. I might do some of them. Yeah. yeah, the pranks used to be great crack. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember one of the lads as well did a prank phone call. We were just ringing random numbers. Yeah. Because our friend Ala actually on his computer at the time, his dad was a doctor. You could ring people on the computer, which was big in that time. You couldn't do that. And right. we could record the phone calls. Oh, class. So with the l- computer microphone. And we were ringing, we'd ring all these random numbers and just prank them. And uh, one thing I used to do is pretend to be on the radio. And uh, one kid, I actually feel a bit guilty about it now. <laughs> There's a kid uh, that answered the phone. He's like, hello, all innocent. I was like, hi there, I'm calling from, uh, I made up some radio station. Yeah. Anyways, like, I just say, you're in a competition, it's a random caller. And then I, I ended up saying, you've won a bike. And he's like, <laughs> but you could just hear him going, dad, I won a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just hung up on him. But then, Dad, Dave, yeah, I want a bike. But then another lad, David, I remember, um, he rang another number and it was like this random, he rang a number and he was like, hello. And he put on the same kind of voice. He goes, is, my, is Michael there? And he goes, hang on, I'll get him. The guy in the phone's in that. And this guy, Michael, came down, hello. And your man who was pranked him goes, are you going out tonight? And he goes, I don't know, who's this? And then it was the David Hopkins, he just goes, when, when your man goes, who's this? He just went, fuck off. And your man, ah, just, just I think I heard that years ago. I think I heard that years ago. Anyway, that concludes this week's episode, that, That's I, it. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, thoroughly. and we'll be back next Wednesday with more podcasting. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to anybody who's uh, been listening in to us. We appreciate you coming every Wednesday and listening to us, yeah. uh, you know. Thanks for coming yeah, back. No, thanks just, very much for joining us. For those of you who got in contact, thanks for contacting us. And just sometimes you don't have to contact us. You just sit back and listen and from, do whatever. From Robert and myself, we love you. And good, but from good us night. to you, good night. Be safe. Do you remember that? Do you know what? <laughs> someone was telling me this years ago. You know, like now you've got 24 hour television. Yeah. But years ago, like the telly. Telly shopping. The, no, the telly had stopped though. What? Do you know, like, you know the way now there's TV, like, on all night? Sometimes, yeah. like, at, like, at 10 o'clock, or maybe at 12 o'clock at night. It would just stop. That'd, no, but that'd be the end of it, like, and there'd be someone coming on and go, good night now, that's the end of the television for today, and we'll see you tomorrow. On RT. Right? Yeah, and so if there'd be no more telly, like, now it's on the whole time. But, like, yeah, telly yeah. used to stop, and there'd be, like, a, like a thing come up on the screen, you know, t- TV back on at 7 o'clock oh, in the yeah. morning. And, well, then, know, and then the shopping channel came in. Yeah, but certain channels, I suppose, still do that. Like, we were, when we were, we were away a couple of weekends ago, and, uh, the kids were, no, yeah, but the kids were up late yeah. because we were away anyway and I was going to stick on the telly for them and I put on that RT Junior channel right. I just said programs start again at 7 right. so uh, some channels do still do yeah that. but like most of them now but I remember years ago you put on telly and then late at night you just flick over to like the shopping channel or something yeah, like that to yeah. be like, you know, did, did you ever watch them for yeah, ages yeah there was oh, yeah. a fella who was selling the thing about chopping onions and he said have you ever seen an onion chopped like this have you ever seen an onion chopped as good as this and you go to now and you get a free onion chopper and I'm like I don't I, even like onions but I want to buy this and I remember another one as well. It's like the Parker Biro. This oh certain, yeah, this pen. Do you remember? You that can one? stab a can of coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. It's like. Pfft. But you, like who, you can write upside down you can do but who gets a pen and they're like <laughs> throw us an old can of coke there <laughs> this yeah. pen didn't stab the coke like, yeah. you're only using it for writing you're not yeah the, yeah. the Parker was it, no was it, Par- was it Parker I don't know what pen it was I don't know yeah I remember them Penali yeah, Penali. Penali pen 
Robert, I need, I need to wait. Yeah, sorry, right. We're going to go. Thanks for listening <laughs> to us. See you later. Good luck. Bye. You have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, then let us know by hitting the subscribe button, sending us a message, and telling a friend, because that's how the podcast grows. Thanks for listening. <laughs>